y'all. I wanted to start this episode by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to a few very special people who filled out our podcast survey at the end of the season last season. What they have requested and suggested and said in the survey has really helped shape this season of the podcast. So I want to say a big thank you to Heidi C., Jeremy P., Emily W., Dana S., and Kristen B. Thank you so, so much. Um, If you were listening to this and you didn't get a chance to fill out the survey, or maybe you're not on our mailing list, you can go to joyfulhealth.co slash podcast, scroll down and leave us a voice memo. And that way we can know what you want to hear. This podcast is really built on your request and so, and getting to answer those. So go ahead and do that. If you haven't already, we'd love to hear from you. You are really going to love this episode with Grace. She is very ambitious. She's a young person with a fire to speak out for what God has done in her life. And this episode does focus on eating disorders as it relates to her story, but you really can apply a lot of the principles that we talk about to your own life, especially as it pertains to allowing God to develop a realistic expectation for your own health journey, especially if you've been disappointed by quick fixes in the past. We really do believe in calling our struggles out for what they are so that we can receive the right solutions instead of skimming the surface and never getting to the root. This is hard work, but it is where the real growth happens. So friends, here's to uprooting the rocks and making space to grow by grace through faith. Okay, on to the episode. Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm your host, Casey Schuler, mom, personal trainer, and Bible study author. And I'm here to help you discover joyful health by grace. joyful health friends. Welcome to another episode. In this podcast season, we are getting free specifically based off of Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So sometimes it's hard to understand what those burdens are until we see them for what they are until we really experience this a new level another degree of glory and freedom in Christ and so we are excited to be able to share with you an episode with Grace so welcome to the show Grace thank you i appreciate you having me yeah i'm so thankful for having you and grace if you don't know her grace mccrady enjoys spending time with her family she enjoys hanging out with her friends watching her favorite tv shows she's also the author of real recovery, what eating disorder recovery actually looks like. She shares personal stories and scripture to encourage young women at her blog, Tizzy's Tidbits of Truth. So y'all, this episode is really based off of a listener's suggestion who asked if we could talk about how to navigate eating disorder recovery with co-occurring health issues for someone who struggles with osteoporosis, chronic fatigue, etc. Some of these, she says, are a result of her eating disorder and she knows they will get better and the more she progresses, but maybe some of them won't improve. And so we want to be able to look at the process with, with compassion 
and hope and to be able to, what are the things that we could let go of in order to grow in maturity in Christ and improve our health as well. So if you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, go to joyfulhealth.co slash podcast. And we now have a little voicemail section there that you can just record your message there. So we're really excited to be able to hear from you guys and And I'm looking forward to hearing from Grace today. So Grace, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your recovery journey and how God has taken you to the other side. Yeah. So I'm a a recovered anorexic and I uh, wrote a book, as you mentioned, Real Recovery and kind of as a response to my eating disorder and my recovery process. And uh, just to encourage people, especially young women who are also struggling with eating disorder. My journey really started prior to the book when I developed anorexia. And at the time I was in high school, I didn't know that I had an eating disorder or that, you know, I was hurting my body or just struggling so much with how I looked. I didn't realize the depth of what I was going through. I just knew that I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to look a certain way and be a certain size. And I had this like perfect image in my head, the perfect body that I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. So really it was just a quest for quote unquote beauty. You could say we are all beautiful, but that in my mind at the time was what supreme beauty was Mm -hmm. this very specific body. And so it was just my quest to attain that body. And that was a couple years in high school started when I was about 16. Again, didn't realize really all that was going on and all that I was doing to hurt myself or to hurt my relationships, including my relationship with God. I just knew what I want. And Mm -hmm. so it was a goal that I was seeking to achieve. But about a year and a half, two years in to me struggling with an eating disorder, my parents expressed some concerns like, you know, we, we've noticed that, you know, you're, you're not looking the same, you're not acting the same, like we've noticed things are different. Mm -hmm. And that started, I honestly, though, wouldn't even say that started the recovery process per se, because I saw a counselor for a little bit, and she and I talked and, you know, we we went through how I was feeling and all those kinds of things. But my mindset was really still full anorexic mindset of I need to keep losing weight. I need to keep getting smaller. I need to keep trying to attain this goal of having this perfect body. So for several months, I saw her, she didn't really notice me getting better. My parents didn't notice me getting better. And so that's when she finally, my counselor told me you should go see a nutritionist. And that's really when I consider my recovery to have started. So that was about six months into counseling. And uh, my physical recovery started when I was about 18. And I just uh, was absolutely against recovery. I didn't think I needed to recover. I didn't think anything was wrong. Recovery was scary, but I couldn't connect the dots because I was literally sobbing in my nutritionist's office the first day I saw her and she was telling me all the foods I had to eat. And I couldn't connect that with, I have an eating disorder. Food is too important to me. My body is too important to me. Exercise is too important to me. I just saw it as this woman is trying to make me fat and I'm going to gain so much weight. And I really just freaked out about all things recovery. I didn't want to recover. 
it took a long time for that mindset to shift, mm-hmm. even budge really. So that's when my physical recovery started. My parents were really involved in that. And my nutritionist, I saw a Christian counselor, a different Christian counselor than I had been seeing. I saw my general practitioner quite often. I saw an eating disorder specialist. So I also had specific tests and scans at the hospital. So it was really just a time of let's get Grace to the weight she needs to be. Let's get her to a healthy point because I couldn't think straight. I couldn't like function. I wasn't in such a dangerous place that I couldn't do school or hang out with friends or go to church or anything like that. But I really just couldn't think clearly. Mm. So after that, six months-ish of physical recovery, I was then kind of trying to work through the rest of recovery, mental and emotional and spiritual. And I didn't see progress in that area for a really long time, but that's how a lot of the book was written. It's just my thoughts from that time in my life. Several years of why do I feel this way? When am I going to get better? Why don't I like myself? When are things going to change? When is God going to step in? All these different things culminated into like this, this book eventually. And that was just a time for me to work through kind of the emotions I was feeling and the the thoughts I was having. And so that lasted for several years. I wouldn't even say like, I have a perfect, complete recovery story per se. It's still a, a daily thing I deal with, but so much, such a better place than where I was even a couple of years ago. Thankful to God that he brought me through that, really brought me through the worst of it. Even just the past couple of years, big changes have shown up and I've noticed that really recovery has happened. So I'm thankful for that. Mm, yeah, I love that. That's so important to know that, hey, I'm you know, still in process and that's okay. And that's good to know where you are. And it's good to celebrate what God has done to lay the groundwork of faith for what he will continue to do. So you, you talked a little bit about that time when you were in the nutritionist office and she told you to eat these things and you were like, no, no, no this food, this body image is is too important to me. And you said, I wouldn't budge. What was your tipping point where you decided to listen to some of your providers? Yeah, I wish there was like a super clear like moment in time or a tipping point. I don't even honestly like have a tipping point. That was in a way a tipping point because it was just, that was finally the, the time when kind of everything came crashing down and it's just like, I can't take this. Mm. Like what are, mm. what's happening? And so in a way that was a tipping point, even just the first appointment with her, but I can't even say like no light bulb moment happened. That's kind of something I talk about in the book. Like there wasn't a single moment when I decided I wanted to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really God working on my heart over time. Um, and continuing to do things I didn't want to do and him just giving me the strength to take the advice and guidance from the support team I had Mm -hmm. that was completely out like out of my hands I don't even know how I did that (laughs) and in retrospect like I don't even know how how I decided that but it was just God working in me over time over years working with the providers that he'd given me in my family and been a gradual but steady process. Yeah. And I think it's helpful for you to say, I don't know what I did because when you don't know 
then you can give all the glory to God <laughs> and say, well, it really wasn't me. It wasn't something that I did. And that's, that's the definition of grace is it is, this is not of your own doing so that no one may boast. You have been saved by grace through faith. And so seeing to that recovery or just uh, our journey into health is a gradual process. And I think he can and does free our spirits in an instant. Like we have been transferred out of the dominion of darkness. We have been brought into the kingdom of light, but our bodies also are in a time and space in that process of healing is slower and it also develop patience and that fruit of the spirit lasts forever. So being able to see that, okay, I couldn't think clear, clearly because, you know, thinking about what a lack of nourishment and nutrition does to your body over time really warps and distorts a lot of those connections and in your brain and you know like the images that you see aren't clear and aren't healthy because the, those optic nerves are not firing well and so all of these things need to be healed over time and so I love that you had a really good support group of parents who noticed something and said something and and providers and and that God has you know taken you and is taking you through this journey uh, what if you could say what is one health mindset that you can say that you've outgrown in your wellness journey with the Lord? What would that be? Yeah, if I had to pick like a mindset that has changed and this is in, you know, over years <laughs> and not a overnight process, but he changed, certainly changed my kind of my view of recovery. And at the beginning, I had all these expectations like, oh, my recovery will be fast and easy and mm. short and simple. And physical recovery is the rest of the recovery. Like that's all yeah. there is. And there certainly is more to it than just eating more food or eating different kinds of food and changing your exercise routine and, um, you know, stepping on the scale less or not at all. You know, those kinds of things, like there's so much more to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's more comprehensive than I realized. And so through that, that mindset shift, like he taught me, to have more, I don't know if this is the right phrase, but patience with myself, patience with other people too, mm -hmm. seeing things through through that lens with a more realistic perspective of recovery. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, again, why I wrote the book. I know I keep going back to that, but that's the really the reason I wrote the book. And it was a mindset shift of, okay, here's what I thought recovery was, but here's what a lot of people actually experience, including me, actually experience a recovery. And I don't want other young women or anyone to struggle with all these like big, bold expectations of recovery and then be disappointed and give up. Mm. So that's that's one major thing that he's taught me is that I I mean we need to we need to have grace with ourselves and with other people when we get frustrated, like why aren't you recovering? Like why isn't this, you know, happening? Or when we're speaking those things of ourselves, like it's it's a process. Mm. And um God is in the process more than I realized. I also that's another thing too. He's just changed my mind on that. Like he's way more involved than I ever I realized, especially in the first few years of recovery. Like I didn't think he was involved at all. And I was angry about it, but now I can see in retrospect how he was working throughout the, the whole journey. And that's, that's brought me comfort. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a huge change of mindset because a lot of the media around health and wellness is quick fixes. Like yep. just do this crash diet or just do this program for 70 days, 45 days, 30 days, whatever guarantee there is. And then when we do that and we, we either can't do it and we feel ashamed 
and disappointed or, or we do get it. And then we feel like, huh, this isn't, this is actually not satisfying me. And I'm more critical of myself than ever uh, because I can't keep up with this or whatever it might be. That is a whole mindset shift in itself to think, okay, this is not a quick, this is not a quick fix. (laughs) Like it's, you know, teaching patience is uh, patience. Another word for that is long suffering. (laughs) So that root word compassion, like with suffering. And, and so just to think that God suffers with us and that he grieves with us. And he's, he's proven that because he went through a lot of suffering on the cross. And, and, you know, when Paul first met Jesus, Jesus said, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And so like Jesus feels with the church and with his body and when people are hurting. And so because Jesus has compassion with us and over us, we can have compassion and and patience with our journey too. So, okay. So tell me a little bit more about that aspect of patience and grace as it relates to Philippians 3, 12 through 16, which you've talked about is a important verse for you. Yeah. That's a verse I include in the book because I think in like the first chapter, because that's kind of the core in my opinion, of recovery is having the right expectation um, for ourselves, um, for other people, for not realistic expectations for God, but, you know, understanding how he works. Um, And he is a God who works over time in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really love this passage because it kind of speaks to that, that perseverance, that endurance that we have to have which we will not always feel. We all often feel discouraged and weary as I did countless times. I can't tell you how many times I just wanted to like scream in frustration and, you know, just sob and how upset I was with myself and how things were going. And it's just a really hard thing to go through. But recovery, I would say, was even harder. So it really, even though it obviously it's Paul wasn't speaking to people with eating disorders per se, like he was speaking to the Philippians. So this is Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. And if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. Mm. However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. Mm. So just again, like this passage is so encouraging, just as a reminder, like this is a, this is a lifelong journey. The Christian, the Christian walk is a lifelong journey. Um, and re- your recovery journey, my recovery journey also might take a long time, um, but we can't forget who we belong to and um, what he has called us to. And he's called us to be free from everything that ensnares us, including the grasp of an eating disorder. So mm-hmm. really encouraging passage. I think it it really helps remind me what kind of attitude I need to have mm-hmm. um, in, in response to recovery in the midst of recovery, in the midst of difficult things in general, this perseverance, endurance, and and trust in in God's good plan and in his timing. Yeah, I know. I love that. I don't know if I've I read this scripture a lot of times before, but I don't know if I've noticed the part, the in verse 15, if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. <laughs> I literally just noticed that too, as I was reading it, I, I hadn't picked up on that before. And it it's, that's super relevant too. Yeah. Even if we have the wrong attitude about it, he's going to reveal it. 
you know, if, if we're putting our trust in him. So I love that. And I feel like it releases a lot of the pressure around us to have to be the ones to recover or, or to get ourselves to the other side of it or, you know, and it could not just be an eating disorder. It could also be like really recovering from the idea and mindset of quick fixes because that, you know, our body doesn't respond well in that way. And so being able to let go of that after years and years can be hard, but it's easier when we know that God is leading and he is the one doing the the transforming work within us. So how would you say that this new way of grace, patience in your journey is giving you that freedom practically? And maybe how has your health been impacted? I do think obviously mindset mindset has shifted as we talked about. And so that's, that's number one thing. I think with the right mindset, health can be maintained. And so a lot of the, the daily choices that I have to make, they, their mindset choices, but they're also uh, affect me physically, if that makes sense. So I, I've had to learn over time, like it's okay to eat certain things and not to label certain foods is bad to enjoy food in moderation before I was, you know, so scared of feeling anything close to full. I always Mm -hmm. wanted to be at least a little bit hungry when the meal was over or, you know, when I had had a snack, I just wanted to feel a little hungry still. So I've had to learn to be okay with that feeling of satisfaction and being not hungry anymore. (laughs) Also just, again, the food labeling and stuff, that's, that's not a good sustainable way to live as long as something my counselor told me very early on is just, you know, moderation um, is so important. Also, like practically speaking, exercise has become less important to me. I still prioritize it. I still, you know, try to do it on a daily basis, but also just learning to not freak out when I, you know, can't squeeze in a workout here or there, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, just uh, realigning my priorities a little bit, mm-hmm. ultimately to just have a more balanced life. Not, you know, I, it's not that I should not work out ever or eat ice cream for every meal. None of those things. That's one extreme, but so is not, not eating desserts at all or mm-hmm. starving myself at a meal or, you know, exercising for four hours every day, those kinds of things. And there's a balance in there, mm-hmm. physically speaking, those have really just changed over time, but become less important to me, thankfully, the things that that don't honestly matter as much as I had been prioritizing them. Yeah. So would you say that uh, letting letting go of some of those as your keys to success, strength, identity, that letting go of some of that has actually given you better health instead? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I when I was putting all those things first in my life, like I was not physically healthy. There were things that changed once I started recovering like positive things. And one of them, like, I'll just, y'all won't be able to tell when you're listening, but uh, my hair used to be super short and it took forever to grow. And that was even before the eating disorder. That was just I'd always had like really slowly growing hair for some reason. And I'd always wanted really long hair though. But when I had anorexia, it kind of continued. Like my hair just stayed short. And after I started recovering, I don't even know when exactly, but pretty soon after 
I started recovery, just my hair had like a major growth spurt. Mm. Um, and like, we talk about it to this day in our family. Like it was just kind of this blessing. Like God gave me something I'd wanted for forever. Even before the eating disorder started, I'd always wanted long, long hair and I finally got it. And so it's just kind of a reminder, like our physical health is impacted by um, the choices we make. And when I was anorexic and choosing to hurt my body, like it, it showed physically, mm. And there were there were consequences. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. The hair thing. Just thinking about the spiritual parallels to hair growing, and like with Samson, for example, his strength was in his hair, and then when Delilah cut his hair, his strength was gone because his strength was in the Lord. But when he didn't cut his hair, because that's what God told him to do. But then when his hair grew back, his strength grew back. And so I know that's it's an Old Testament story, and you know we can't exactly apply it to our situations now. But thinking just about the the deeper concept there of hey. Even when we do things that cut out our own legs from underneath us, you know, habit wise, behavior wise, thought wise, like God's salvation always comes back. Like we can't cut it even like, you know, cutting down the tree to the roots, the the shoe of Jesse still comes up in Christ. And so that's the hope of like, you know, whatever we do, like God's going to, he's not going to be discouraged by our, you know, whatever our progress we think we should be having. He's going to. He's going to stay steadfast and faithful. And so I think that's a really sweet <laughs> and um, tangible reminder of your hair. So, okay, Grace, what is one takeaway tip that you would like to leave with the person listening today? To always stay the course, even when you feel like giving up and really to remember that recovery is a, could be a lifelong process. It could be, you know, part of your life. It could be, you know, a very short period of life, but no matter how long it takes or how hard it is that each step toward recovery is worth all the effort and the time and the energy that goes into it. Um, so if you put in the time and the energy and the effort, then you will, you'll see recovery. Um, and God wants recovery for you. He doesn't want you to be ensnared by an eating disorder. So don't rely on yourself to just, you know, get it done and get it done fast and get it done efficiently because that might not happen. But uh, trust in the Lord to work in your heart over time and in your recovery journey over time, if you will. Yes. And amen. Thank you. I think just even sharing your story is going to be a huge comfort to so many people. And so I'm just, you know, even when we don't see maybe fruit or results in our own life, we can look to one another in the body and see what God's doing. So I'm really thankful of what he has done and, and is doing in your life. Will you do the honor of, of praying for us on our way out? Of course. Thank you. Dear God, thank you so much for this time to, to share and to encourage and to learn and grow in you and with everyone listening. I pray that you will just help anyone who's struggling with an eating disorder or with other other concerns um, and worries that you would just strengthen them in the journey. I know it's not easy. I know it's it's incredibly challenging sometimes. Um, but most of all, I pray that you will remind them that they are not alone in this and that you want them to find recovery and that you're with them in recovery and that you are um, always there to strengthen them and to see them through and that you won't give up on them, and that they shouldn't give up. Um, help them over time in your perfect timing to, to find recovery and find healing. And I pray that you will just bless this show and everyone listening in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. Okay. This has been so fun. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All right, friends. Until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Congrats. If you are hearing this, that means you've made it to the finish line. 
give yourself a high five for me and thank you for listening all the way through. I hope and pray this episode has blessed you so that you can more fully enjoy God, glorify him and bless others. Outside of learning in the podcast, we invite you to come watch our free masterclass on how to leave diets for good and start finding joy in God as you get healthy in body, mind, and spirit. You can find that class and more free resources at joyfulhealth.co slash freebies. And before you go, could you take a moment and share this episode with someone else who is tired of all the wellness rules and wants to rest in God's grace and the Holy Spirit's power for their health? It would mean so much to me and be a huge help to us as we spread the word. And also a big giant thank you to all our podcast guests, to Amanda Reynolds for editing the podcast, and to my husband Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. It truly takes a village, and we are so glad that you are a part of ours. 